Thank you for joining the Breckenridge Market Recap for May. I'm Eric Koss, a member of the Portfolio Management Team, and I'm joined by Matt Bisconi, a fellow Portfolio Manager. Each month, we cover three topics which are relevant to the municipal bond market. So this month, we're going to discuss a substantial drop in rates and the impact on performance, lower levels of bonded debt and how that's reflected in issuance, and some recent tax legislature that was proposed in the state of Illinois. While we've noted in prior podcasts that interest rates have fallen this year and benefited performance, the month of May was exceptional for the magnitude of the drop. What were the changes in the yields for the month? So from two years and longer, if you're looking at the Treasury yield curve, they were lower by just over 30 basis points, which much of that coming towards the very end of the month as the tariff rhetoric with China turned more negative uh, and the market began to price in the possibility of one or even two rate cuts by the end of the year. The 10-year Treasury note ended the month at a 2.12% yield, lower by over 50 basis points so far this year. If you're looking over on the muni side, yields also fell sharply, though not by quite the same amount as it did on treasuries. Yields in the 5 to 10-year range were lower by about 20 basis points, and yields from 20 to 30 years were lower by about 25 basis points. And just to give you some context for where AAA muni yields are versus the treasury market, uh, a 10-year AAA yield right now is at about 1.65%. So certainly lower yields have benefited, as we've mentioned. Can you give us a quick update on returns for the year, Eric? Sure. So the numbers look very strong. Uh, if you take a look at the Barclays 1 to 10 blend, which is an index that has a duration of around four years, uh, that was up by about 1.09% for the month of May. That brings the year-to-date total return to nearly 3.5%. So the main drivers of the strong returns uh, were longer duration bonds as well as lower quality ratings. Strong demand and muted supply have also contributed to positive returns in the month. So on the demand side, it's been high. We've seen continued positive fund flows Year-to-date, we've seen around $37 billion coming into mutual funds. Uh, that caps off 21 consecutive weeks of inflows. And then on the supply side, when you take a look at May, supply is uh, around $132 billion on a year-to-date basis, which is essentially flat year over year. But one thing to keep in mind is that April and May were lower by 16% and 22% respectively on a year-over-year basis. So we've been trending lower as the year has been going on. And what that's also showing, um, if you look sort of take a step back and look at the muni market as a whole, uh, it does show that issuers are still showing a lot of caution regarding debt issuance. Uh, There was a Moody's report that came out recently that that showed a couple things. One is that the overall size of the muni market still stands at $3.8 trillion, which is roughly unchanged from the level in 2010. And net tax-supported debt of state governments is at $523 billion, uh, about the eighth straight year of a minimal change in overall debt levels. If you're looking across states individually, about 30 states uh, have seen their total debt loads decline in the last year, uh, something municipalities often get criticized for, uh, but we have seen debt levels fall in a number of those cases. There are a couple states that you saw an uptick in debt issuance. West Virginia's debt level rose uh, by about $2.5 billion. That was due largely to a backlog uh, of infrastructure projects that they embarked on. And New York's debt date increased by about 4% as well. But while many states continue to have these large unfunded infrastructure needs and public spending is up uh, in some of these infrastructure categories, in many cases, they're opting to use cash rather than debt. And that cash is coming from increased tax revenues that they've seen over the last year. Right. So states are limiting debt issuance in general. They're they're looking to focus on other areas of stress. Uh, So they're looking at their underfunded pension plans and trying to figure out ways to solve that problem. 
Uh, we do look at 30-day visible supply. So for the muni market right now, that stands around 14 billion. That's really the largest number that we've seen since October of last year. So we do expect some, you know, kind of pickup in issuance, I guess I would say, or, or a little bit of supply coming our way. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is just that some of these larger infrastructure plans, they're still being debated on the state level. So we'll hopefully have some more clarity as we you get closer to the end of the fiscal year. And one example is I know Michigan, they're proposing a, a gas tax increase for a roads project. Uh, so as we move further along the fiscal year for each individual state, we'll hopefully have a little more clarity. So the last topic we'd like to touch on involves the state of Illinois. So there's some news out of the state regarding their income tax rates that drove spreads uh, significantly tighter last month. So what are the potential changes? So Illinois has joined a number of states that have in recent years have increased their tax rates uh, on high income tax earners. Uh, Illinois has long had a flat income tax rate of 4.75%. The recent passage by the legislature creates six different brackets with those making over a million dollars now subject to a top marginal rate of 7.95%. That proposal now goes to voters for approval at the ballot box in November of 2020. Uh, and if it passes, goes into effect in 2021. So the governor's office projects additional revenue of about $3.5 billion, although that might be a little bit rosy and it's subject to the continued growth of high income tax earners in the state, something which the opposition was saying these graduated brackets might scare some of those folks or businesses away from. But all in all, you know, from a debt holder standpoint, it's positive uh, for the state of Illinois. They've needed, to obviously, to create more revenues to tackle some of their unfunded pension liabilities and a backlog uh, of unpaid bills. So it seems likely that it'll get approved. Spreads on 10-year Illinois general obligation bonds, which is still a triple B-rated credit, they're now roughly, call it, 135 basis points higher than what you'd get on a 10-year AAA-rated muni. So if we were referencing that 1.6% before, this brings Illinois to roughly a 3% yield in that 10-year range. Uh, and that 10-year spread is probably, you know, 40 to 50 tighter, depending on where you call it at the beginning of the year. So a significant improvement in spreads um, in reaction to the news on the uh, income tax increases. We'd like to thank you for listening today and hope that you found the content to be interesting and helpful.